0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select
1: Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan.
0: Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Riddle. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on
2: the gas and gone. Touchdown.
3: yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 276 on the blue wire network i am euros tyler joined by my two guys as always mr malcolm hart here boys
1: how we feeling the monday after christmas so i was a little used to victory mondays i'm not gonna lie But, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. You got you got Chicago coming up, big two divisional games coming up. Um, and like Campbell says, sometimes you need this ass-whooping, right, to wake you up, sort of. So this is a wake-up call. You got these two games left. Feels good. Had a great holiday. Hope you guys had a great Christmas as well. Um, I'm fired up for this week, man. Chicago's next, so I'm fired up. Malcolm, how are you, bro?
2: Woo! What is up, man? Um, I'm all right. I had to marinate that, that, that huge L. Is marinated. Uh, I processed
3: it. I'm all right. And we t- I'm okay. and we talk I'm, I'm about just- it. And we talk about it today, and then we forget
2: about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good, man. I processed it. I'm good.
3: Yeah. I mean, just adjust the elephant in the room. I mean, that that was a rough loss. Like, there's there's no way around it. You could marinate it. You could you could think about it all day. It, there's no way around it. There's not a positive really to take away from that game. That was a good old ass kicking by the Carolina Panthers against the former hot Detroit Lions. Now, this is a big game to see how do the Detroit Lions respond to that. Now there's some adversity. You just got your ass whipped on Christmas Eve. How do you respond to this next game, this next test versus Chicago Bears division game at Ford Field? We'll talk about that next week. Let's talk about the ass whooping and what happened here in Carolina. But let's first talk about the playoffs because I think this is important playoffs. to mention because playoffs? –
2: playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs?
3: playoffs playoffs? man i can't believe i'm talking about playoffs yes so the lions had an opportunity in this game week 16 if they won this game they could have actually owned the seventh seed right now approaching week 17 and playing the bears which would ultimately mean controlling your own destiny You, you had the teams that you needed to lose lost. The Seahawks and the Commanders both lost. Only thing that didn't happen was the most important thing was your football team accomplishing what they needed to do and win that football game. So right now <laughs> Standings don't really change right now because the team still lost and you are still a half game behind the commanders for that final wildcard spot. The only difference is now that there's less games, so obviously less opportunities to slip in. But same thing as we asked for last week. Need the commanders to lose. Need the Seahawks to lose. If those happen and your Detroit Lions win, the Lions could own the seven-seed playoff spot going in. To week 18 versus the Green Bay Packers, who is technically still in the hunt as well because they crawled themselves out of a big uh, deficit and are now seven and eight as well, just like your Detroit Lions. So that game could potentially be set up for a win or go home at Lambeau
1: Field, Lions versus Packers. And on top of that, the Seahawks play the Jets. You know, the Jets, when we played, they have a great secondary. Seattle thrives all that passing game. So that'll be interesting to see how they go against And They have a great also D-line. And then the uh, the Commanders play the Browns. That I mean, I don't know how that game could go. We'll see. Yeah. And,
3: and something with the Jets, too, I, I would consider a positive for Lions fans is Zach Wilson's not playing that football game for them, which which is good news because Zach Wilson has been downright awful this year right. and since coming back, uh, since Mike White has been hurt, and Mike White will be back. He's one in two in three games that he played, but – obviously you see a different version of this jets team so you do have mike white playing in this game versus the seahawks and then as far as like you said the commanders Browns are tricky man they are a tricky team they just haven't it looked good since Deshaun watson has came back so i mean that's a big that's a big what if right there and we'll see what happens but they do play the cowboys week 18 and in reality all you'd need from both those teams is to go one and one in the stretch two games yeah that's what you need for the lions to have an opportunity to make the playoffs right so Malcolm, I want to go to you because I saw a tweet from you that was kind of interesting about the playoffs after that Panthers game. Just kind of explain yourself of what you meant by this tweet. First explain the tweet, what you tweeted out after the Panthers game and then what you mean by that tweet.
2: Yeah, so there was it was you know probably a little bit after the game. Um I was just you know I was just saying, you know, that we should all just be proud about this team. Instead of just, you know, real, for me right now, I'm just proud of this team. I'm not, I'm not really focusing too much on the playoffs that much anymore. Um, I still want us to win games, okay? I, I, I'm not saying to tank these games or lose any games. I want us to win these games. But what I'm saying is that, you know, I do want – I'm yeah. saying that I'm not really too focused on these other teams anymore. Because I think that last loss, it, it took a lot out of me. That, 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 loss, that last loss – it it, it it stung really bad. And they, As he got to the point, he's like, you know what? If we get to the playoffs or not, I think this is a successful season regardless, man. I think, you know, for them to even bounce back, going 1-6, to six, um, going on that stretch where they, were, they won six of their last seven games, I think that's an accomplishment for the Lions, regardless if they go to the playoffs or not. Now, I still want to win these next two games. But now, if they win these next two games and – Say if, for example, one of these teams don't lose and they end up going and we just miss it because, you know, another team didn't lose a game. I'm just shrugging my shoulders and saying it is what it is, man. It's going on to next season because I think the future is so bright with this team, man. I think we still have our picks that we can add on to this team and I think we're going to have a hell of an off season. So I'm actually just excited for the future at this point.
3: So... I know you said you're not ready to pack it up, but you are almost to a certain degree. Like you don't care what happens in the Commanders' game, you don't care what happens in Seattle's games.
2: I'm just, i all I care about is us, us right now. I care about you know us taking care of business. I want us to beat the Bears. I want us to beat the Packers. That's all I want right now. I want, and I want to see improvement. What I saw last week was terrible. I just want to see. I don't want to see that ever again. <laughs> what we saw last week, I don't want to see that ever again. I just want them to play good against the Bears. I want them to handle business. I want them to beat the Bears. I wanna go into Lambeau. I want them to handle business and beat the Packers. Now, like I said, man, if we do that and Washington wins out, that point is what it is, because you know what? We had our opportunity, man. We had our opportunity this week. This was our opportunity to go into that seventh seed. You know, now it's now it's it's a lot tougher now. Because now there is two only two games left and we just need one we need two teams to go one on one. To lose to, to go one to one. <laughs> Uh, I'm not I'm not putting that much stress right now. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, man. I'm calling this a successful season regardless of what happens. It is what it is. I mean, I'm calling it a successful season if they, you know, continue to show strides and they win out these next two games. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, my expectations my expectations coming into the year were 7 to 9 wins. And, uh, I mean, they're already there. But like you want them to try to get to the playoffs. But first you got to take a risk because last week we were talking about all this scenario, but we, we did not take care of business, right? I mean, they got their asses kicked. We'll talk about that in a little. But uh, if you, you could win out and get a little help, that'd be nice. But if you went out and, like, if you don't get the help, I mean, it's still, like, a good season in my opinion. This is year two of a rebuild. Dude. Like, just doing that is amazing. Honestly, all the young guys, the way they've developed, the way they've played, it's, it's like, it's a credit to the staff, front office and the coaching staff yeah and i ultimately
3: agree with you guys but from the sounds of like malcolm he doesn't give a shit of what happens around the league anymore he's not scoreboard watching like he he might be like but he's not caring right like you don't care what happens in the commander's game you don't care what happens in the seahawks game Peter, do you care what happens in these games these other I games as well because
1: i was looking at the schedule i think the jets could take seattle cleveland and washington's a little iffy but i think the cowboys versus washington games could be huge right like the following week i mean it's i am watching i'm not gonna lie I am watching you. Yeah. So you're still scoreboard watching? You're still invested in wanting the team to make the playoffs? Of course. Who wouldn't want that? Because I feel like if we go to the playoffs, I mean, they're hot right now. Obviously, what happened last week sucks, but they still won six their last day. And the offense was still kind of playing well, right? They had some issues, but if they clean those issues up, and I'm sure they will, the defense was just a mess. Bro, they can make some noise in the playoffs. Like, I don't know, man. I want to see it. Like, if you get Minnesota in the playoffs – I mean we see <laughs> at Donatel's zone defense we'll get shredded like let's be honest we've seen this zone defense like twice so I'm with you, Pierre. I'm still scoreboard watching like a motherfucker.
3: I'm still looking at the Commanders score. I'm still looking at the Seahawks score. Like the Lions, I, I looked it up. Uh, they are playing the same time as the Commanders. I'm going to be scoreboard watching throughout that Lions game. I'm going to be looking at what's going on. If the Commanders lose this game, then I'll go, okay, here we go. Seattle plays at 4 o'clock. I'll be watching and tuning into that game as well, hoping the Seahawks lose that game. So I, I'm a little different where I agree with Malkmar I want to win these both these games. But Malcolm is different from me where he's not putting stock into these other games. He's only putting stock into the Detroit Lions. I still care what happens in the other game because I still have that hope of the Lions making the playoffs.
2: I, I just I do want to say it could change next week.
3: Uh, yeah, we talked it about could this before it could, we could, talk it about could this
2: completely before It could completely change next week. Yeah. Right? And the reason why I say that, say if next week the two teams that we do need to lose, say they do lose next week. Say if the, the Commanders lose and the Seahawks lose. And the Lions win. Shoot, now the Lions, now at that point, now the Lions are in the seventh seed. So now, guess what? Everything changes at that point. Do you know why? Because now the Lions are in control of their own destiny. They're owning the seventh seed. And all they got to do is win this last game to be in the playoffs, to, to, to hold that playoff spot. So that, now is different. But as far as me uh, right now, whatever happens to those two teams, whatever happens, happens right now. I just want us to go out to Chicago, handle business, Call it a day, man. Malcolm,
1: that last uh, game too. If like, let's say Lions take care of business, they get help. That last team could be for the division. No, I'm not. I'm trying for the seventh. For the seventh Seven seat, playoff yeah. Spot. If,
3: if the, Seven yeah. If eight. the Packers yeah. beat the Vikings, Lions beat the Bears, and then Commander Seahawks <laughs> lose, yeah, that's a to go home for both those teams in Week 18 at
1: Lambeau. Also, the Giants losing helps the Lions too. So if the Giants lose, like, also helps Detroit out. Yeah, but their,
2: their situation they're, is they're, really yeah, different. Is different. Just <laughs> one, they just gotta win one game, and they. They cleanse. They have to right. lose out
3: for us. So yeah, yeah, that's a little more of a more of a tough test yeah, to
1: ask for did. for sure. It's just good to bring up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they have a chance. Yeah. Like you know how you see that one little mean. So you're telling me they have a chance? Yes. Those stars telling me mean, there's a chance. There's a chance.
2: <laughs> that's from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Malcolm. Well, who, who, wait, first of all, I, yeah. Since you are score who does the Giants play? Since the Colts. So I don't give a shit about that game. I
3: don't care about the Giants right now. I put zero stock in the Giants.
2: Okay, just Saturday? Oh, my God, no.
3: Yeah, so no. No stocking to the Giants game right now. I'll be honest with you there. I really don't care that much about that game. I'm more invested in the Seahawks and the Commanders. But I want to ask you another question. So let's say, hypothetically, Lions win, but the Seahawks win, but the Commanders lose or vice versa. Commanders lose and Seahawks win. Or I don't know what the hell I just said. Whatever, you know I mean? One of those teams win, so you, so you still need one of those teams to lose week 18. You don't care?
2: Nope. I'm in, I'm in the same spot i been right now. I'm going to go in there and say, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I just want my team to beat Green Bay. Okay. And if we, if we beat Green Bay, and if we they, the other team loses, great. But if the other team wins, I'm not going to hang my hat on it. I just said, you know what? We had our opportunity. We are there. We, we bounced back. We probably had the most adversity through probably more than any NFL team in the NFL with all the injuries and all the young pieces and not figuring shit out and getting to figure shit out towards the end. I'm, I'm just proud of these guys, man. This is what it is, man. I just know that we're just going to get that much better next year.
1: Yeah. I'm not worried about it at all. And then the, the thing is, too, that sucks is, like, great teams win that Carolina game. The Lions aren't a great team yet. They're a good team. But a great team takes care of business in Carolina and control their destiny and get in the playoffs. Now they need some that, help. That's 100%. That, and that's,
2: and that, what you just said, here that is 100% what made me you change my mindset. <laughs> that, that, what you said was 100%. Great teams don't let that happen, man. But it just is what it is. Like he brought it up like like that time he brought up the, the, the whole Jim Caldwell thing. It was like, yeah, you know that this is Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Great teams don't do this. No, this you're is right. not something a great team does not hey. do, man. And yeah. it just showed me, you know what? We, we, a, we, we just may not be there yet.
3: We aren't there yet. And ultimately, yes, you need help to get in there. But I still think it's fun to think about the playoffs. And absolutely. that's why I'm still scoreboard watching. But, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, no one really expected playoffs this year. So, like, you're not – I agree with you as far as saying this season's successful. They got what we needed this year and probably more, right? Like, I think we got a lot of questions answered. And that's absolutely on the money right there. So – with that mindset, I'm absolutely in agreement with you. But I still think it's just fun to think about, hey, this NFC sucks right now and there's an opening at the 7th seed. Let's let's have some fun because we're still in this conversation. That's why I still care about these other teams and I'm, I am scoreboard watching.
2: Yeah. I get you. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. It is it's what it is, man, with me as far as I just want us to win. <laughs> just yeah. win. Whatever happens happens. Is I mean, hopefully hopefully they lose. I mean, hopefully the other teams lose and you know, we we know we'll be in it. We'll be holding that seventh seed next week, you know, but I'm not going to just hold my head down if, you know, we don't get it because another team decides to handle business themselves. Yeah.
3: No, but right. you you are absolutely correct in saying that. Great teams, they handle business. They beat the Carolina Panthers on Christmas Eve and then they win those other two games versus the Bears and Packers. That's what the really good teams do. You know that, That's yeah. what you're supposed to do and that's when they're ready to take that next step and hopefully that's next year, right? That's going to be our expectations next year. There's going to be a different disappointment if they can't do that next year. For sure. Right now, it's fine because they are a young football team. They weren't really expected to be in the situation. We asked just to be in meaningful football games down the stretch and they've delivered that. But next year... We'll get into that in the office. I don't need to get into all that right now. But you, you guys know where I'm going at right now. That's why yeah. I'm not as disappointed with this loss as others are right now. Yeah, I
2: mean, they, they they definitely see the, they definitely exceeded the expectations. You, you gotta sure. you
1: look at the roster up and down. Like they are, I think the youngest or second It's the Jets and them, right? And I think the Jets and Lions have both exceeded people's expectations. Honestly, they're both kind of similar teams when you when you look at them. Yeah, and they both have an opportunity to play for the 7th seed right now. The Jets are still in that competition as well. Campbell, that front office for both teams, I mean, they're both doing a really good job. Obviously, the Jets missed on, like, the pick you're supposed to hit on that's tough to hit on. The Lions so far, we'll see if, if they draft the quarterback or not. But, like, both teams are kind of trending in the same direction, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. For sure. Alright, well, that
3: is enough playoff talk. Let's take a quick break and then we're gonna break down this Carolina Panthers game and talk about this Detroit Lions defense.
2: Hey Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotional codes. From different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O D D S T R A D rcom the number one site for your game day
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this Detroit Lions defensive performance in this game versus Carolina. Man, Malcolm is putting his hand over his face right now. He is not ready for this. Malcolm, tell me, what happened? What happened in that game?
2: The white one to tackle, man. It was probably the worst. Uh, you know, we played bad football in the beginning. In the beginning of the season, this 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 game exceeds all of them. As far as defensive performance. It was terrible, man. Um, there were some games that we even we that we didn't uh, force a punt. We forced some punts this game, but this game is still worse. Just because of the way they're playing these the the gaps, you know, containing the edges, you know, tackling is it, I'm not sure if it was a cold that did it. I mean, that's the only logical explanation that I have. But it was downright terrible. The tackling was just terrible. The coverage from our DBs—I think we only have one DB on our team right now. I think we only have so, coverage. I think we only have one corner, and that's Jerry Jacobs. Everybody else has been bad. I mean, I—I don't. It, 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 it was. It was probably it was the worst. It was the worst uh, defensive game, like I said, man. To give up 200 yards before halftime, rushing yards on the ground, give up 200 rushing yards before halftime is just un- inexcusable, man. Uh, I, I don't even know.
3: Yeah, no, defensively. <sighs> I don't know if I want to say it's the worst game. It's up there, man. They This team had a lot of bad defensive games. They had a lot they of did. bad defensive games. Like Seattle was really rough. This is right there with it. So it's I'm going to go to my analogy here. It's like comparing a garbage can to recycling. Man, there's no need to do it. It's bad. It's just bad football but, ultimately.
2: the Tyler, like what game can you just even think about, even going back to the Lions history, that we gave up this many 20-yard-plus plays? Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, it's bad. It's really bad. But Seattle was rough, dude. That's that was really bad too.
2: It was it was rough. We just couldn't stop them. Even like they, they would do like of Doings, you know, the the bootlegs. Yeah, that. we're giving up. It was like one handoff, thirty yards. Yeah, they another were another handoff, forty cr- yards. Easy chunks. Another handoff, twenty five yards. It's like what the hell is going on?
3: Yeah. It's up there. And again, it's like, like I said, it's comparing to garbage can to a recycling bin. It, it's all bad football at the end of the day. If you want to compare that Seattle game to this game, whatever you want to say is worse, tomato, tomato. It, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible <laughs> football regardless. and. It sucks because this defense looked like it was really finding its stride and they were playing some really good football, especially in that run defensive department. Like, since the the Packers game, they did a really good job with stopping running backs and that's what kind of caused this turnaround defensively and they were playing a better brand of football. Like, Saquon Barkley didn't do jack. Aaron Jones didn't do jack. Delvin Cook didn't do jack. Travis Etienne didn't do jack. Like… There was, like, a good amount of games that you could say that the Lions string together that they stopped these defenses or these offenses from running the football successfully. And this game on Saturday just kind of brought back flashbacks of those really, really bad Lions defenses. The defense you saw earlier in the year and some of those really bad defenses you saw from Patricia in the past. Like, that game – brought you bad PTSD. That's the game that you kind of saw this Saturday um, and they just had zero answer for Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. It didn't really matter who was running the ball for them. They were running it successfully and just like Malcolm said, I don't know what it was really that came down to. Was it the weather? Was it the players out there was it the scheme i don't know it's
1: it's really rough to really pinpoint on one thing but it i mean it was it was really bad really really bad you know this might sound weird but you know how we say you never downplay an opponent it seems like they weren't prepared it seems like oh we're going to go to carolina we're just going to beat them like they they weren't t- they weren't doing the basic shit they weren't tackling they weren't covering They weren't penetrating. They weren't getting, they weren't doing like nothing, bro. It seemed like the defense was just complacent. Like, oh, we're just going to go in and beat them. That's kind of how it sounded to me. I mean, maybe they didn't take them like, maybe they did take them seriously. But when you watch that game, it seems like they just thought, oh, we're going to go in and win. They did not look prepared at all. They had like, I think 13 missed tackles or something like that. I forgot the exact number. And, and, the, Fonu, and they were all, like, yeah. defensive back. Yeah, now, had but had I mean, the D-line had a rough game, too. They were getting pushed. The DBs had a rough game. The linebackers had their worst game. It was just a shit show all around for the defense. I mean, there wasn't really one player that necessarily, like, stood out on defense. Maybe Jerry Jacobs made a couple plays here and there, but there wasn't, like, you know, we always have that one player that stands out. This game, I, I personally I pers- I didn't see it. I don't know. I mean, Lean McNeil had, a, I think, a tackle for a loss or whatever, but... No, there, there, there was no good defensive players there was in like game. there was I don't care what the hell PFF says I didn't see like no one really stand out but Jeff Kuda got benched from Mike Hughes you bring in Hughes and what does he do same shit it was like whoever's in there doesn't matter they're just gonna the Panthers are just gonna run all over you and they did so and we talk about this yeah. you have to win football game the trenches and what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have done when they came here they've tried to build these trenches up and win and that had to hurt them more because their goal is to win in these trenches. And they got fucked in the trenches on both sides of the ball.
2: Yeah, I, I think what happened and well, well, first thing first, you know, Tyler, you brought up a great, great point as far as um this kind of look like Patricia S type shit. And yeah, you're on it. And, and you know what? There's a topic. Pressures. Patricia type defense. Uh, how many pressure you think we got this game? Ooh.
3: I mean, how many times did they drop back and really pass the ball?
2: They didn't do it often. So there wasn't
3: I said there wasn't really opportunities to really pressure Donald because he didn't have to throw yeah. the ball. Yeah, but so. if I had to guess, it might have been zero. I don't even remember one guy in the
1: backfield. I remember a couple times in the backfield, a couple holes too. Well, what's the number say, about, like, Is it seven? Six or seven? We we had five pressure seconds. I'm
2: surprised it's even that so, much, honestly. Yeah, we're going from games where we're getting 25 pressures in the game, and now we're back to this this five. Yeah. And, then, you know, it's like you said, they weren't passing the ball because, shit, we couldn't stop the run at all, you know. But, yeah, man, um, there's really, like, like you said, there's really no guys to really highlight on defense. I think they all play rough. I mean, maybe, you know, even though Jerry Jacobs, man, this guy's a dog, man. Even when he has a play, he gives up plays like, it's like you watch it. You are like, all right, that's how you play coverage. Like there was a play he gave up a thirty. I think it was like a thirty-yard pass to Terrence Marshall. But when you watch the coverage, it's like, you know what? That's how you play coverage. Like the receiver just made a hell of a catch. That coverage. was a crazy catch. I know you are talking. You put his hands there. A hell of a, it was a, hell of a Yeah, he put a, he played <laughs> he the, the ball. put, put his, his hands hand in and there. Put, and he fucking still caught it. The receiver still. The receiver still caught it. When you see shit like that, you know what? You just say, you know what? That's a hell of a play by the receiver. You know the corner did what he needed to do. He played the ball beautifully. But the, the Rob receiver just made up a play, you know, that's what I'm saying is Jerry Jacobs. Even when he fucks up You can just say you know what cool to him. You know it was there the thing with Jeff Okuda, man He got actually got benched after that cover zero play. That
1: was a stupid play by the way, sure people were, That was really
2: stupid. People, people 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 were. I know a lot of people were, wasn't too happy about the play But when you watch it man You you you're not supposed to be get beat deep because it's not like they were playing press cover zero He had like a 20-yard cushion he had like a twenty-yard cushion, and he still got beat deep. When shit like that happens, that's why they pulled him. You you, you can't let if you give him that much cushion, you can't let a guy get on top of you like that. So, I
1: mean, it, it's just I, I don't know. But man. here's the thing, right? The like, cover zero, they call it the beginning of the year. That shit did not work. So why is AG going back to the stuff that didn't work? They had to try something different. I mean, the, the, that, that, that game was play, going so bro.
3: bad. They didn't.
1: But that they didn't play have the skin. Always, nothing was working. That play. I mean, third and thirteen, man, you could get a stop, bro. That play always bites us in the ass, bro. That that cover zero. It hasn't worked this year.
4: I, 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 I honestly <laughs> didn't hate it. I really I, didn't I, I, hate dude, it dude, because it. Is, is, I,
1: once I saw, I was like, oh shit, someone's about to get beat. Once I saw the cover, I was like, oh shit, we're fucked. So that, that means that, So that means
2: you have no 15 on corners either.
1: No, and I faith the corners. I don't. The cover zero has never worked this year.
2: But that, that's the whole idea to cover zero. If you have faith in your corners, all you're doing is forcing your the, the quarterback to get one read in, one read in, because you're, you're pressuring him. He only has like two seconds. He gets yep. one read. So if he can't, he's gonna either throw that ball to that one read or he's gonna get sacked. And that play, his one read, was 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 more. And Jeff Cool just got beat. He just you he gotta have uh, at some t- at some point. If you believe you have a number one corner, you gotta have faith in your number one corner. Right. Just say, look, you can't get b deep. You're, we're giving you a twenty-yard cushion. It's not like we're telling you to press them. We're gonna play uh, cover zero, and you're impressed, man. You but, know, like the game with twenty-yard cushion.
1: Samiers, I think though it's third and thirteen. Okay, and they they've ran yes. the ball over us, but they're probably not gonna run on third. It's probably a passing situation. I personally would have played the two two uh two deep cover or two man, the, the man with two safety. But our, spots but our pressure just wasn't getting home. I mean, he just said it. We only had five but pressure that whole game. The man, they, they didn't throw the ball. But when they did, they completed it. But like they they were quick passes. They didn't really like you know they were like a lot of like swings to like their guys. They let their guys do the work. Like Donald didn't necessarily. get that one bomb, see on like the the thing the uh the cover zero blitz, but they didn't really attack. The, down they field. had the
2: Terrence Marshall play. I mean, they did not really attack the much.
1: Mean, it was mainly like short passing, like quick passing, and stuff. Let their playmakers. And that's that,
2: and that's 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 type of stuff you kind of want to get from the cover zero. You want them to throw the ball quick. You don't want them to don't throw the ball deep because you're trying to take that the deep ball away. I
1: don't know.
3: Yeah, you make him overthrow it, get him pressure, he throws a stupid turnover, or like just bat it down,
1: something, you know? Something simple, right?
2: I mean, I, I get it. We're trying to make an excuse for Jeff Akut on this play.
1: It just hasn't worked all year, so why are we doing something that hasn't worked all and, year? And there's honestly really no excuse for gotta Jeff do.
2: Kouda. You gotta, he gotta do his job, man. He's playing. The, <laughs> I don't
3: know, whatever. I just need yeah, to and, 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 and I think it goes back to our discussion that we had last week after the Jets game with Jeff. You know, I, I think it's. It's been a recurring issue all year. You know, he has not been able to be great in coverage when the ball's thrown 10 yards or deeper. Just to, that's how it's been with Jeff Okuda all that's year. Scary. That's yeah. been great. And
2: I, I, I would say this, though. I did see him bat a ball down, but did. it, it, it didn't count. It didn't count. The one time he does force a
1: PBU. It doesn't count.
2: One at 20 yards. They got, they got, they got, they didn't count.
1: Yeah, We've they seen some inconsistencies with Jeff. We've seen him play really well and we've seen him play like shit. He needs to like, he needs to start playing consistent Um, because yeah, I, they need I, him, I, bro. They just don't have anyone right now. Like they need him to play better.
2: We, we we either need him to play better or we need, we need a number one corner. That's what we need. I mean, we need a number one corner. We need somebody that could, that we could say, okay, we're going to put you on their best receiver. And then we do that. We trust you to at least, you know, minimize that receiver or do what you need to do, you know. But we just don't have that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I do between
2: him and, I, I, between I, I, him I, I, and Will is mean, like I don't think we have oh that no. in our
1: football team. I think right now. I think also like right now where that Rans pick is like that top like between six to ten range. That's where you take the top corners at. That's the range for them. And there's some good corners, yeah. but we'll get to that late off season, awesome. but. I mean, that's like you could get a stud corner there and he could be your your like number one corner for years to come. Yeah, it's possible.
3: But yeah, no, I, I don't think they have that number one corner on their team right now. Jerry's been good. I think he's a starter in this league. I don't know if he's a number one corner, but he's a starter. Jeff, I think he he's a starter. I just don't know what type of player that he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be that CB1 that we ever thought he was going to be. I don't know if he's even part of the future plans, honestly, right now. Do, do, do,
2: is he even going to start next week? What, what's going, going to happen next week?
3: He'll start. Next week, yeah. I mean, I don't think they just really have many many other options right now. I mean, you can go to Amani, who has been terrible this year. I don't think you go to him. Mike Hughes. Go to, you
2: can go to Mike Hughes. Who they? Yeah. He's been good yeah, on
3: the we'll outside, do? honestly. But... Then, I don't know. I, I feel like you just probably stick it out with Jeff
1: for these next two games and figure out in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, okay. they that's, what I, that, that's what I would probably do. I mean, he was great in the beginning of the year, and then yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. Then he got hurt. Seems like ever since he got hurt, he's been, like, kind of off. I don't know.
3: Yeah, since the illness. You know, s- since he missed that Buffalo game, it, it just hasn't been really good football
1: from Jeff Wakuda. Yeah, he had the concussion, and then he had the illness, right? So, I mean, I don't... But. I will say this, though. As overall unit of
3: the defense, as discouraging of a performance that was, I'm not discouraged overall of what they have done these last couple weeks. Or it's been more than just a couple weeks. It's been since the winning streak has started. This defense has played really good football since that Packers game. Packers game, good football. Um, Bears game wasn't great, but they fixed it in the fourth quarter. Okay. Then uh, it was Giants game. Really good performance. Buffalo, that's a really good offense. I thought they did the most that they could do with what was handed to them. Great response versus Jacksonville. Minnesota completely took the run away. Um, Who did we play after? Minnesota. We played the Jets. Good defensive performance there. So, like, I'm not discouraging six or or seven good performances out of those games. I still think the unit overall has played really good football, and I'm still encouraged going forward. And I think if they show that they could bounce back in these next two games, I think
1: overall people will be back to thinking this defense is not as bad as it is right now. My bad, Todd. Here's another thing. Since week nine, obviously before the Panthers game, they let the league in pressures with 98, and they were third in pressure percentage, 35.3%. So there's obviously – they're going to – bro, they they got a Bears O-line, and we all know how that O-line is, right? They could – they, they they could bounce back. That Packers' O line is not as strong as it's been in uh, like in the past, right? So, I think the D line will bounce back for sure. I'm not I'm not really yeah, worried. Yeah,
2: I mean, the the, the reason why they, they didn't give that the much pressure is because the, they were just running the ball. I mean, the biggest improvement from what you saw from this team run is because, because. We we're able to stop the we we're able to stop the run. Right. The, the, the secondaries that that always been suspect. Yeah. I think I think adding Jerry Jacobs to the mix made them a little bit better. But it, the, the secondary always been suspect. Um, the, the, I'm not really too worried about it as far as, like, are we going to be able to stop the run again? They're going to be back and be able to stop the run. That was just... We couldn't do anything. I mean... Like, they, 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 they pretty much ran counters. They ran traps. And then it was just like, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I,
3: I think I'm seeing some people's like from the fans perspective is like they think this defense is back to what it was the beginning no. of the year or those really bad defenses. And I, I just don't feel that way about this team right now. I think this defense is still trending in the right direction with just a really bad game under their belt in this streak right now. And that's going to happen in the NFL. There's always a couple of O's in here and obviously happened the worst time of the year. You don't want it to happen week 16 when you have an opportunity to get a playoff spot obviously so there's no excuse on that aspect but I don't think you just completely wash away what this defense has been able to accomplish and that that winning streak and I think they get back on track this Sunday.
2: You can even even hear Dan um, Dan Campbell he said that you know what he's gonna make sure that they're they're ready. Mm -hmm. I I trust I trust Dan I trust Dan with everything so if he says you have him ready damn it he's gonna have him ready. Yeah
3: you gotta bounce back and that's going to be the big test, man. How do you respond after an ass-kicking? You have to respond well, and you have a great opportunity to do that at home with your home fans versus a division rival and the Chicago Bears. So you have to do that. You have to take care of business, and you have to show that you are able to respond after an ass-kicking. And I think they proved that this year, after starting 1-6, and six, how are they going to respond? They did that. They went on a winning streak and gave them an opportunity down the stretch to play meaningful football. Now – you had one of those uh-ohs in the middle of it. How do you respond? You have another opportunity this Sunday for Super Bears. You got to do that. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I bring it up a lot. You know, I I, I actually say, you know, which, which way is a better way to lose? Like, is it is it a better way to lose those, those tough, close games or just getting your ass whooped? You know what? And it, it just boils down to, I think, getting your ass whooped. When you just get the beat down, like the Lions got beat down last week. I think it's easier for the team to respond the following week. Yeah. You know, I think uh, and that's what any NFL team, I think a team just able to respond better from getting that beat down on um, the following week. When you have those close games that you just lose like a demoralizing loss, like by a last second field goal, that shit like kind of like hurts the team and hurts everybody. <laughs> I mean, it hurts the fans, the, the, the team, it hurts everybody. So, yeah, this is, I mean, it's one of the games you're that right. we, we can we can I mean, right you're
3: right, but- because the way I look at it is like in those ass kickings, like, you know you did everything wrong. And those close, heart fought games, it's like, man, we did so many right things. It's just like, what if we did this play instead? This game, there's not one what-if or two what-ifs or three what-ifs. This is a million what-ifs. You need to restart the whole game. That's what you needed with this Carolina Panthers game. And, hey, I like that you brought that up, actually. This is how teams respond when they get an ass whooping. That's what the Carolina Panthers did to you. You were the punching bag because the Panthers got their asses kicked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ran the ball for only 1.9 per carry. They used you as a punching bag and they responded well. That's a good coach right there, in Steve Wilkes of what he did versus
1: that Lions. Um, 100. I do want to bring up. I think Justin Fields also presents his own problems in the running game, but we'll talk about that later. That's again, that's a tough to deal with. And then also there was the team that we played. We embarrassed the hell out of them like two weeks ago. Who was it, bro? jaguars jaguars the following they came out they they destroyed the team they were playing i forgot about how they were playing but they just not they just they literally just ran them out of the gym so like yep. you know that that's how you that's how you respond obviously i mean we, we saw the lions like after the patriots game did, did they win that game after the patriots game they were down no there. we had a bye weekend we, we, we had a bye, bye a weekend we week. week.
2: got they we lost to the, the Cowboys. Ran, ran oh, that was
1: okay. That's it. Uh, never mind then. <laughs> 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 that's but probably like, been the You get what I like mean, the... though? Like, you, yeah. I mean, then this team is a lot different than the bye week. Let me like, around I was that just gonna time. Say that. So, like, yeah, they, I mean, they, they lost one game, then they won three straight. Then they, like, nah, they won three straight. They lost one. Let's see if they can win two straight, right? or maybe three straight going into the playoffs, right? So let's, you know, I feel like they could do it. It's not like the team, it's not like, oh, hey, we lost the game, we're going to be down. No, man, I mean, Campbell has these guys playing, bro. I'm not I'm not worried about them, like, bouncing back. And they're going to be playing pissed off because that's how they play after all. And we see it, like, they play a lot harder. They play tougher. They play with more attitude and the coach is more aggressive. It's, it's just, as a team, like, Campbell's energy, I think, feeds to the team. Like, pissed off, Campbell's a pissed off team.
3: Yeah, and I, and I think Peter's right where this team is different in the aspect of that they have been re- able to respond better because early in the year, I had no confidence that this team could respond after a tough out because they just couldn't do it. You know, after that Minnesota heart, heartbreaker, I want to see how they're going to respond over Seattle at home. They couldn't force a punt that whole game. Okay, now you couldn't force a punt. How do you respond versus New England? You get shut out. Okay, let's h- see how you respond after the bye week. You get killed by the Cowboys. Like They didn't have the response early in the year. This year, you could say, hey, okay, you lost a heartbreaker versus Buffalo. How do you respond? They gave an ass whooping to Jacksonville. So I think there's more recency that this team is trending in the right way and that they are more able to respond than they were earlier in the year for sure.
1: Right. So uh – and then you guys want to get into the offense a little? Yeah. I don't know. You guys got anything else to add on this defense, this shit I mean, performance? honestly, just tackle better because that's, like, they, they had their chances to make tackles. They missed those tackles in the running backs. Like, once they broke a tackle or two, they were gone. The secondary guys, I mean, they just – I don't know. Hopefully, Deshaun Elliott is back, too. They missed him. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, and I'll, just, I'll bring up one more thing because after we watched the game, I, I did notice in the fourth quarter they did play the, the, the run defense a little bit. A little bit better Just a little bit Yeah And I would say Like a little bit But That's just because they, they stacked a the another. box Yeah, yeah. They, they stacked the box And then they still Gave a big run And it was like You know what Never mind yeah, <laughs> so, <totally. laughs> No there's, there's
0: nothing The whole game away. You know, we'll you know
2: what that, that whole game Defensive game plan They had for that game Just put in a box to sell it in oceans Let it just say Oh just Never uh, look at it again. And yeah, he no, that's a that game.
1: game last year. Which game was it? He buried a game. Last Philly, year. Philly. Philly. That's Philly. a game where hopefully yeah. they, they went out to the practice field. They buried that shit. Oh, yeah, that, god, that's a, that's a game
3: where you show your defense if we're in a big losing streak, it's like, let's never be here again. That's that type of game.
1: That, that Carolina
3: Panthers game is that type of game for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little more, I would say positive. I thought the offense was solid in this game versus the Panthers. Just didn't really have. The opportunity with how bad this defense was to really show it. And I guess you're wondering it's like what was really good about this. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a good performance, but I didn't think it was as bad. I just didn't think the offense or the defense gave the offense any opportunity to really give them a shot to win this football game. And obviously, we had a very big costly turnover on offense when we were on the goal line. Frank Ragnow, low snap to Jared Goff, Jared Goff camp corral the ball fumble the ball carolina converts it and then that ended up being a 14 point swing and that's really where the game just went sideways and um defense couldn't get stops offense at that point had a little went a little stagnant but it, it just it wasn't a good game overall offense had some positive moments it got zilström involved had three touchdowns um yeah it got amin involved a little bit but overall it wasn't ultimately great but i
1: don't think it was as bad as the scoreboard indicates i think that makes sense one thing with the offense though that that was really concerning and pissed me off is there was a few batted balls and they had four straight three and outs when your defense yeah, is playing they- like shit you cannot have four straight three and outs also ben johnson's not not the best game planning by him obviously like you're gonna have that with some coaches i just feel like they were out coach and it seems like whatever they want to do on defense the offense the Panthers knew whatever they want to on offense the Panthers defense knew. it's like the Panthers had an answer to everything the Lions also the biggest problem on the offense right now is they got to figure a way to run the ball they had 17 carries 45 yards average only 2.6 yards a carry lately the running game just hasn't been as effective and we've talked about this they need to get get it going somehow especially here in like these January games you go in the playoffs you got to be able to run the football you got to control some of that clock you got to, uh, you know, not put all the pressure on your quarterback, especially in the playoffs. You, you have to be able to run the ball. I mean, you look at Kyle Shannon, the recipe for his teams have always been running the ball and playing defense. You look at the Patriots, running the ball, playing defense. Obviously, you had Tom Brady, but they, they've always liked to run the ball, right? So, you look at the Eagles. When they were in the playoffs, they had a really good running game and a great defense. I obviously had Nick Foles right too, right now as well. Yeah, really good yeah. running game and good defense. That's this recipe. Like for successful football in January, you have to be able to run the ball. And they just, I don't know, man, these running backs haven't been doing it. The O-line, I, I don't know what's wrong. I honestly have to do a deep dive in it. And I just don't have time right now. It'll probably be in the off season. But I'm going to like look look into it more. I don't know. I was going to ask you guys, what, what do you guys think the problem is
3: why this run game isn't really getting going? Because they invested a lot into this offensive line, and we've seen what they could do in pass, bro. They're phenomenal. But the running game was something that was a really big strength for this football team last year and was even a big strength for the team beginning of the year. But I, I would say probably since I, I don't know where the exact game I would pinpoint to, but like, you know, around this winning streak, the run game hasn't been as good as you probably expect.
1: Well, what do you guys think the problem was to that? I think I do know some of the problem, actually. When when they were like – when Swift was right, Swift was your running game. He was so fucking explosive. He was making guys miss, had great vision. Yeah,
4: now he's I, just
1: – I, I don't know. And also, like, the blocking I think has taken a step back as well. Maybe that could be with trading TJ giving James Mitchell more snaps and James Mitchell could be struggling a little in the running game. I don't know. But – James Mitchell I was going to say
3: because even before DeAndre Swift's injury like they still were running the ball very successfully Jamal Williams was great for Seattle if you guys remember that game like they ran the ball pretty well in week three and you know overall like it was still a pretty good run game it just recently I would say over the last month or so it's been very stagnant it hasn't been as good as you probably expect it to
1: be and I think there's more tape out there yeah. too versus the beginning of the year so that's also a play factor as well but I just don't think it's like execution man I, I don't know. I think that. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's just tough. It's, it's tough, man. When you're looking at, I mean, look at this game. When your leading rusher, is Jared Goff, was 15 yards, that's not a good sign for any running game. That's not a good sign for any running game when Jared Goff is your leading rusher. Um, I just right now, I really. Going, just looking at the running back situation I just don't like the, the running back distribution as far as like who's getting the, touch, the personnel is, who's getting all the touches and I think there's no rhythm I think these running backs are just not getting a rhythm like they just expect these guys to you get four if you get four carries they expect them to produce average 10 yards per carry with those four carries like they're, they're not these guys are not getting to like a rhythm this game right here you would think that they would run the ball more but I mean, taking away Jared Goff's three rushes, they only ran the ball 14 times. And the uh, majority of that because they got down big. I get it, but this is a game that you expect the Lions to run the ball a little bit more. But even in the beginning of the game, they were like, oh, wow, look like the Lions coming on passing this game. Yeah. You know, they run the ball once and then pass, pass, pass. Run the ball once, pass, pass, pass. You know, run the ball once, pass, pass, pass. So, like, this game is like they're, they came out wanting to pass the ball. I don't know, man. I don't know what the issue is. Like, I I think a big part of it is these running backs aren't getting a rhythm. I mean, like, I seen games where Swift is averaging six point five yards per carry, but he only has six touches, six carries. You know, like, all right, those six yards per carry give him up his takes. You know, then I get it. Like, right now we're at a point that we're in Week 16, and you want to keep your guys fresh. But at this point, right now, you need to unleash all these guys. If, if, If a guy gets hurt at this point. You just gotta shrug your shoulders and say, you know what, Swift, you're hurt. It is what it is. We're gonna ride with the next guy. But it, you just can't. You, we gotta stop babying our running backs right now. We gotta stop limiting their touches. Swift shouldn't have four carries. I don't care what the situation is. Swift should not have four carries. Yeah, that's and so. Uh, and it, at, at no point, um, Jamal Williams should not have more carries than Swift. That's fair. If they're both on the field, if they're both on the field, there's no point that Jamal Williams should have more more carries than DeAndre Swift.
3: So I, so, uh, I have a, the, uh, I have a quote from Dan Campbell here I'm gonna play a video here this is him explaining on why the, the, they asked him why I think the running game is struggling so this is Dan Campbell if it plays here're in
4: the run game the first thing everybody looks at is the O line because they have you know there's five of them they're all and they're always going to have a big hand in it but it's also your tight ends. It's your receivers, and it's the way your backs run, and so everybody's got a hand in this run game. Everybody, and it's up for us to design a good run game, and it's up for uh, up to them to, um, you know, to make a go of it and make it work. There again, the run so,
3: game. There you go. That's that's pretty much it, and it, it's a basic answer. It's a very coach-like answer, saying everyone has to be better, right? But I, I think Piers statement of saying like our tight ends our receivers are maybe not blocking as well as they should be I think that's also a factor and maybe why this run game is not as successful as it was earlier in the year I mean I
2: what, what, what's, the, what's the reason why Swift only has four carries this game
3: that is yeah they're you know they're babying him is if you want to use that and I agree with you I, I think if he is your long term back you know nah. like we, we have to see that like okay if he's not your long term back play, play your best back because like, like I said, San Francisco, they have this committee thing too. And it's different from what we're doing though. The way they do their committee is they'll run all three of their running backs at the beginning of the game. They find whoever the hot hand is and then that's who they're going to roll best. the rest of the game. Yeah. With the Lions, what they're doing right now is they're using all three backs, but – one, it's like we're using them on certain situations like Jackson's here, Jamal's here, Swift's here. But they're doing that all throughout the four quarters. And it's kind of like what Malcolm said. No one's getting hot. No one's getting a groove. No one's getting consistent carries.
1: And th- th- that could maybe be to lead to why the running game hasn't been as successful. I just thought of another thing, too. When you honestly look at that personnel, when Swift is in a running game, it's probably an outside run. Justin Jackson outside run. When Jamal Williams isn't, it's probably an inside run. Maybe you're also maybe coming a little predictable with your run running scheme, right? Like, when you think about it, Jamal Williams is not going to run outside unless he bounces it out. He's an inside runner. Swift and Jackson, they're speed guys. They're probably going to run outside, right? So when, when you think of that kind of, maybe there's a little of that into it as well. I think it's a little of everything. I think it's the play calling. I think it's like Campbell said, it's the O-line. I think it's the tight ends. I think it's a little of everything. And if they just, because if one person fucks up, the play is pretty much blown up. Like if a tight end whips on his block, the defensive end is there. If a guard or tackle whips on their block, the, I mean, the running back has nowhere to go pretty much. The play is fucked. So,
2: yeah, yeah that's like that. That's like that new position. Yeah. Like office defense. Yeah, I
3: but, mean, but like what va- what value are you getting out of like not using Swift more, I guess, is my dude, question. I don't think they trust him anymore.
1: Is that what it is? I don't think? think they trust him as much anymore. Trust him with what? Is he filming
2: the ball? Well, what's no, he
1: His vision has been awful.
2: There was a game he averaged 6.5 yards per carry. Why did there he not get more carries? a game where he
1: him? ran into a linebacker twice.
2: I get that, but the game that he averaged 6.5 yards per carry, why did he not get more carries after? I
1: They don't trust him. obviously welcome. your best know, They don't trust him right now. <laughs> that doesn't make any Dude, sense. Dude, look man. at his numbers that if past two if weeks. He, if they he, trusted him, he'd have more I'm carries, saying. right? But
3: it's like they don't trust him, but like they're using him still. Like why don't you just go to one guy and have him take
1: his snaps at that point? I personally would do that, honestly, like, but I don't I don't know what they're doing.
2: If you're gonna limit his carries and he's your best and he's getting the most average out of your three backs, why is he getting less rushes than the other three backs? That, that's saying you don't trust him, but he's producing more in the running game is stupid.
1: Yeah, I don't that know. I mean
2: that's that's the coach's fault. I mean that's 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 idiotic to say. Okay, yeah, he's averaging six point five yards per carry. One running back is averaging three. Other average other running back is averaging two. Let's keep running. Let's keep running the other guys.
1: What sense does that make? I, I don't know. And I think they they want to go with this committee. It looks like too. I mean, Greg Reynolds is also healthy now. Maybe they'll activate it. Well, Jamal. Got hurt. actually. Jamal did get hurt doing uh during the Colts game. So we'll see. Maybe Greg Reynolds. Panthers game. My bad. Panthers the Panthers game. game. I was thinking of the Colts because the Colts just lost. <laughs> my bad, guys. Uh, the, the Panthers game. So maybe Greg Reynolds gets a shot. And Greg Reynolds, I mean, he's shown some flashes here and there. So we'll see what happens. I think what Malcolm's getting at is like he,
3: he doesn't want another guy added to this equation, or even if it is Reynolds instead of Williams, it's like I, just get all, one guy and all get all I, involved.
2: Is, all I want is just, just uptake his carries. Give, I mean, if, if, if Swift's gonna fuck up or he's gonna get hurt, you give him 12, 14, 13, 14 carries. If he gets hurt at that point, right now we're in week 617 it is what it is. You know, he's hurt, play the other guy. but we can't just say, oh yeah, he's still been, he's still a little hurt, and we're we're not gonna play him gonna give him full role. We're gonna give him four carries. Like, no, man. Like, just I that, mean that, that played out, man. And, and and that's a lot and it's more than swept, man. It's, it's how we're handling our big playmakers. Not not like not like Amon Ross Brown, because i Ross Brown's getting he's getting the bulk of the carry, but Look! Look how they're handling Jamo.
1: That's what I was about to say. And he needs more. Yeah, look how they're
2: handling Jamo. Jamo is, uh, and and I feel like Jamo is a good. I think he's a go, but they're not designing plays for him. At least get him involved. Get him. them touch the ball. I mean, he, he had one catch. What four games.
1: Uh, two. Yes, two. Yeah, right? he has two. I think two or
2: one.
3: Just one. He only had one catch. Just the touchdown.
2: He has a one, one touchdown catch. He's
3: got targets, but yeah. It's, he got targets. Yeah.
2: He gets like one target per game. He gets one target per game. Yeah. Get him involved in the offense, guys. Get Make a play for J-Mo. Let's do an end around for J-Mo. Hell, let's give J-Mo a screen. Give him a slant, bro. Let's do something. Give him a slant. Get J-Mo involved. Get our guys involved. Get Swift involved. Get j they, these These need to do a better job of getting these guys involved right now, man.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I, 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 like,
2: I'm going to give you an example right now. That play that they ran for uh, Khalif Raymond. Yeah, the 50 yard catch. That 50 yard catch, beautiful, beautiful catch, beautiful ball. But why the hell did he fall? He had no reason. For it. The ball was right there. It, it was all stride. Why did he
1: stumble? Jamo say, like, I mean, the, yeah. the, I heard the turf there wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't uh, the best.
2: Stop! I mean, we gotta stop babying you know, our players. I'm not babying baby. our players. I'm just beautiful saying Jamo would
1: have taken it to the crib though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jabo probably will take that touch of crap. Take it to the house. I'm just saying,
2: like, why, why, like, why are we babying our players? Oh, the turf is bad for Jabo. You don't want him to get hurt. Well, I, so, I, I babying I, our players, uh, man. I, I think
3: with Jameson Williams compared to Swift, it's a little yeah. different. Jamison Williams didn't have an offseason. He doesn't have chemistry with Goff like these other receivers. So it's a little different. That's Come fair. on, it's Swift. I'm did. not
2: saying. I'm, I'm not saying give him a full workload. I'm, all I'm saying is. Damn it, design a play give for him. They more than 13. But they, points they, they, but they, design, they, design a play for him. But they basically, him-
3: they basically are doing that once a game for him. It's right? nothing, I don't know that's what I nothing up to. though.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're designing anything for him. I think they, they have him in the personnel, and if he's open, he's open. But he, I don't think he's the primary
1: receiver. Yeah, also, he likes a tweet where like someone set the lines to get J Mo more involved or something, and he liked that tweet, and it's still like he didn't unlike it. Do something,
2: do something he easy needs to get throw. him involved as far as like. Uh, a, a reverse a swing pass a, a, a pitch hell put, line them up in running back and give them a handoff do something that, him, the it, ball. It's, it's gonna
3: happen I just don't know if it's gonna happen this year it's just because golf has so much connection yeah. with these other guys right now and there's if it's not broke don't fix it the, the I offense think the past offense been really good know, but
1: like and, I think that's because bro it's not hard to get in to get in like to get a slant going to a receiver I don't care which receiver yeah, it is I,
3: I I know you have a nice new shiny toy with Jameson Williams. I know you have a nice new shiny toy with Jameson Williams. We want to use him. We all want to see him. You're going to see the chemistry on a fucking screen pass. No, it's not hard to get <laughs> the screen pass. You know that's what we're saying, bro. Is yeah, a hard, really so it hard to get chemistry on an end around? Give oh, yeah. him
2: a... All we're asking is for a screen. We're asking for an a end around. Slant, we're asking for... Something. A, a, a slant. Yeah. Something to get him in the ball in his hands. That's that's, that's all we want to see, the ball in his hands. And that's fair.
3: That's fair. I understand that. But, like, I'm saying as far as him being the number... Like, the starting outside receiver, like, it's just not going to happen this year. That's that,
2: that's not going to... We're not asking no, we're not asking that. That. Yeah, we, just, we just want... We just want more designed JMO plays. That's fair. Like this play is gonna go like like there's like you see all those plays that are designed for Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. The Screens, the the arounds, the the plays he's in. Rent of, those are those are called Amal Robert son, Amon Rod, These are plays designed for you. Yeah. You know, do that with JMO. Just at least once or twice a game, get him a play that the ball is gonna go to him.
1: Yeah, bro, I'm with you. Like, they're just, do they that, just are running these nine routes and post routes. I get it. He's fast, and that's what he's good at. But man, he could do everything on the field. He could take a screen. He could take. Yeah. Use them how the Dolphins use Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. That's all I want. It, 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 it's good. It's gonna be like that one day. I, I promise you guys. In the no,
3: no, no, for yeah. sure, it's gonna
1: be like that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, like,
3: they they drafted him for a reason. They didn't draft Absolutely. him just for like the route that I mean that the. <laughs> we is right now. We know that. Absolutely. But like, when you're yeah.
1: like, when your backs are against the wall right now and you're fighting to go to the playoffs. It's time to use your fucking playmakers, bro, right? Like, he, he was the 12 overall pick. It, it's time to use it, man. You're fighting for a spot right now. You—you you, What do you do? Good teams get the ball in their playmakers' hands. We said and – and, and I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you,
2: man. Yeah, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. He's a young kid, and the yeah. last thing you want is him to get frustrated. I, yeah. I, I mean, that is yeah. the absolute last thing we want. Is it for him to get frustrated? But there's
3: no way he's gonna be it's to the point where he's ready to demand out after what you six never games? Know, dude. You never, no, know. no, no, no not, not, not demand out, no. no, but like,
2: but if he makes it public that I'm not getting up targets, that's bad. Yeah, but like I I promise you guys, like there's two
3: games left in this year, like he's gonna be. You're starting outside receiver next year. And if he's not, oh, then that's yeah, a big problem. Tyler, we're not yeah, worried yeah. about that. He, he, we're worried about these
1: two games here where you have to win these games and I understand James that. Is- but
3: he's not gonna get there's no way that he's gonna be like at this point of his career that he's like that he's gonna be
1: frustrated or pissed off. He's gonna be I mean, a mean, he, he liked to tweet. He liked to tweet that said he that did he's okay. gonna I
3: mean, it is what it is. He liked to tweet. So bro, well, but
1: think about it. <laughs> it's not Tyler, think about it though. Like you're you're a young player, you know you have talent, you know you're like and, he, and you feel and it, say if
2: you feel like you're
1: 100%. You know you're one of the right players now. on the field. You probably are the fastest players on the field on every Sunday unless you're playing the Dolphins. Yeah. So, bro, like there's no excuse to I, I don't care, bro. I'm not making excuses. Yeah, but he's not
3: the first rookie that didn't get involved in the first 3 games of his career or first 4 games of Dude, his career. Bro. I mean, I'm I'm going to say, Saint it's the same thing. He, has, like, he didn't get okay, involved in the offense until late
1: November. He hasn't had more snaps in like 15 seconds he had 13 snaps last week
3: it's good because team. our other receivers have been good it's not like we like if we had bums out there playing i would agree with you guys but dj but, is playing, better, wow.
1: but like arguably jamo is like one of the best receivers on our team talent wise like you, you get in the ball just put it in his hand see what he can do he's fast as fuck and use his speed <laughs> yeah that's not i
2: like i like what i like i like what raymond's doing but i mean like he could kind of like split his time with raymond give well, that's, what
1: they're, they, that's what they are no, doing pretty much thing. right now. Yeah, the the thing. Thing. Hey, if you're Ben Johns, would you rather call a screen to Kelly Freeman or would you rather call a screen to Jamison Williams? Jamison Williams, yes.
3: I agree with you. But, like, my, my point is saying is, that like, we have good options right now, and that's why I think, like, they're doing that right now. And that They're not rushing it? They're not rushing The offseason it's, it's going to be him. He's going to be that outside receiver. The Swift thing is completely different to me. The Swift no, thing I is an excuse. Swift
1: is not a lock right now to even be here, yeah. like no. – after next year, maybe even next year, who knows? Yeah, I was, I was saying that, like, that's inexcusable what they're doing with Swift. But JMO, I understand
3: what they're doing. It's because they have other options. They're working right now. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to get JMO involved
2: this offseason.
1: Like, I that's don't the like plan. the thing if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, make it better. Like, you can make it better. Mm-hmm.
2: He, could. he can, but then, but then that could break it. It could and break then, it if he's not running, if he's not have have chemistry. No, like I said, you don't need. But I I, I, think, I, I think adding a receiver. You don't need chemistry. Yeah, history. I think adding a receiver is not. It's not that hard, man. And, and it's just like I said, just we're not asking for him to line up
1: fifty snaps a game,
2: 40, <laughs> 50 snaps, fifty percent of snaps. Yeah. You know, all I'm saying is that the, the plays we have him out there, the 13, 14 snaps. Maybe have two or maybe three designed J Mo plays where the ball is in his hands. That's fair.
3: And I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that. That's fair. Like, Yeah. So I'm with you guys on that page. But yeah, but as far as people expecting him to be like your number one starting outside receiver, he's not going to be that right now. He's not going to be that this no. year. No,
1: no, no, no.
2: We're just like, like how excited, how, like, like, like Tyler, like, this, how excited would it be if you see them? You know, have JMO on a, yeah, a, I, a in their round. Uh, yeah. You'd be like, "Oh shit!" I was <laughs> jumping my
3: shit. I was jumping my ass off when he got the touchdown versus Minnesota. Yeah. Right, so I'm wide open.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, we just got to get more design. Plays or the balls is in hey, his hands. Hey, the I'll say this. I know we're gonna
3: talk about the Bears next, or in a couple days about this next game. But I think this is the game where you can unleash a little more. I think the corners are not great in court. Chicago. Not. You're in a dome. Jared Goff is comfortable in a dome. <laughs> I think this is a game where you could see a little bit more Jameson Woods. I know I've said that mm-hmm. like the last couple weeks. I really think this is the and game and where you this see this a little GMO, bit more. I think we'll see more. Every of those time
1: he comes on the field, you hear a roar from the crowd. So like, even if the Lions like just like want to like slowly like you know just put him in there, not yeah. let the defense know the don't know. Like every time he comes in the game, yeah.
2: the card goes know.
1: <laughs> uh, I, 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 Dan's a people pleaser. Dan's a people pleaser. He's been waiting to
3: unleash him at home, I feel like. I feel like this is the game. New Year's Day. This is the start game. Start of 2023. Start I, think could, I think we could see a little more of those play designs for Jamma. I think it's gonna be limited as far as like his snaps. But I still think maybe you see those designs. Maybe this. this I think it's time
2: to unleash
1: him. Honestly, so we'll see though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go, man. And you know what? Uh, as far as uh, playing well in the dome, like the offense, uh, I think Jer played really well this game. Yeah, I don't in that weather in in the weather that he was in for him to play the way he did. I'm I'm impressed, man. I'm, I'm really impressed with, with with Jared. He was nominated. QB
1: one. He was nominated for FedEx uh, Air Player of the Week out of three players, even after they for lost. like the
2: sixth time, like the sixth time this year. Yeah, I mean yeah.
1: Jared was good, but there was like a couple like those batted balls were really frustrating, and then the being the stagnant. I mean that also has to do with the play calling little too, but the force four straight three and outs hurt a lot as well. So, but like overall though, he's been he's exceeded my expectations this year, man. That's all um, I'll say that. So yeah,
2: I mean the bad balls. I'm not worried about the bad balls a bit because that is something that the uh, the Carolina Panthers did a hell of a job. I mean they came in that game plan and said, "Look, we're playing against a really good o line. We may not get there because like, they look at the play, like look at the percentages. Like how many how many guys are getting to Jared Goff? Not much. So yeah. they say, look, you know, apply pressure and then just put your hands up. Yeah. And try to get better at balls so That's how they played the game That was their game plan And it worked They did a hell of a job Doing that I don't put that That, that much on, on Jared because of that Because that was just Their game plan And it worked I think yeah, it's
3: No quarterback. I don't know but. Jared's been good And he was He was fine in this yeah, he, game He was not Yeah I, I wouldn't say he was the problem Why they lost this game at all It was mainly no. the defense I think, I think Jared could have Won in a shootout With the team We still lose this game Just because we had No answer for their For their offense Yeah the Running game no. I
2: mean Yeah
3: yeah, I, don't, I think we had zero answer for their offense. Even if we were scoring, even those drives that we were stagnant, I don't think those would have even been enough for, for us to win the football game. Maybe make it more competitive like the Seattle game, but I don't think it's enough to win the football
1: game. If you've given up over 300 rushing yards a game and – You're not winning. You're not. You're probably not going to win. You're, you're not winning. And if you, I'll, I'll tell especially you that. If you, no like, yeah, because like, the team is controlling the clock. That's what Carolina did. They controlled the clock. Also, if you lose a turnover battle, you're probably not going to win. They lost a turnover battle, they lost a trench game, and they lost, like, the time of possession. So, I mean, bro, that's that's how you lose football games, right? We always spend... Of- like, Go ahead. My bad. Yeah, d- d- defense had
3: one good possession the whole game. There was one good position when they stopped into a punt, and that was the only good defensive possession because it was tied up at that point. That was <laughs> the, the, second, the, first, the second drive. The second drive. That was the only good defensive <laughs> play that they gave this team a shot to win the football game. If they could. And,
2: and, and I think the reason we we'll caused that, I think they had a false start.
1: Yeah, they did. It was maybe like third
2: long. Yeah, we stopped the run once after that, and then we forced them to pass, and it didn't go too well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's. I mean. Yeah. Four line's back. Four line's back. Okay. All right, let's do our
3: oopsie doopsie ball of the week and let's head out of here. All right, well this is shit. Where do I go with this one? Oopsie doopsie of the week, Mister Krabs. You could choose this one for me. They already had the Nickelodeon broadcast last week for the Rams and Broncos oh, game. Man. So let's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was. I didn't watch the broadcast, but I saw some. I saw some clips from it. It was, it was interesting for sure.
4: Um,
3: all right, oopsie doopsie of the week. Uh, it's hard to just pinpoint on one player. So I'm just going to give it to the whole defensive unit as a whole. I think the whole defense was bad. There was, like we said earlier, no one really to pinpoint that had a good game. Maybe Jerry made a couple plays or he was there. But, like, that's not enough. The whole defensive unit gets oopsie-doopsie the week alongside with Aaron Glenn. who was calling the place.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. no. Hey, You got no argument here, man. Yeah, they played really really, really rough. Yeah. They all deserve
1: it. It was bad. All right, Pierre, this is a tough question for you now. Who the hell gets ball of the week? So for me, it was between two players, but I'm going to give it to Shane Zylstra. He had three touchdowns. Fair. Oh, okay. Three touchdowns. Um, it was between Goff and Zylstra, but Goff has gotten it before, so we're going to give it to Zylstra. First timer, Uh, you know, signed off the practice squad. When they call his number, he's made plays. Three touchdowns, you know, so shout out to Zylstra it's Shane Zylstra. I have a staff for you guys. It's an interesting staff for
3: sure. The Lions have scored seven touchdowns with their tight end since trading TJ Hawkinson. Obviously,
1: you got three in this game, but like seven since trading TJ Hawkinson from the tight end position. Wow. You know, like when they said that trading Hawk low-key made them better? I think it did in the passing game a little because it opened up more for, uh, for example, for like DJ Chark working the middle and Amon Ross St. Brown may work in the world more. Because when Hawk was in there, you kind of had to, like, get him involved somehow, right? Now you get rid of him, you can spread the ball more around to the receivers versus just forcing it, sort of, like, trying to make Hawk plays. You know how we said, like, Jamo plays? I feel like they had a few Hawk plays where, like, hey, we got to do this because he's him or whatever because he's a good tight end but now that he's gone they open up a lot more on their offense so it, it's like um, I know we said this when we traded Hawkinson and i
3: nowhere near trying to compare like or say this is a bad thing at all but Calvin Johnson you know how we said the same thing with Stafford like Stafford's game improved once Calvin retired and that's not to say Calvin was a bad player it's just that It's that need to feed the player and not spread the ball. Sometimes you don't look at those other reads or you don't look at those other players. But once Stafford or once Calvin retired, it really opened up a whole offense for Stafford. It's like, oh, let me get Golden involved. Let me get Marvin involved. Let me get Kenny involved. Like I have all these other toys I can get involved instead of just focusing on one guy. Now it's great to have a number one receiver. You just know have to. you still have to know how to use him and those other guys will have the number one player.
1: But to be fair to Calvin, though, like it was just him and Tate. They didn't have much after that. I had Ebron who was bad. I don't know what the hell they had. They had like guys coming in and out when yeah. when That's when uh, when point took over, he went after Marvin Jones. He drafted Kenny Galladay. And those are like three at the time, three really good receivers. Obviously, now, you know, it's a different story, but so I don't know. I guess you could somehow make comparison, but I think it's a little different, too. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. Hoggins is nowhere near to Calvin Johnson. No, so Calvin's, it's not, like, oh, one of the greatest let's not make that of comparison. Calvin is he's yeah. a rare breed. I mean, he's one of the greatest. So let's
3: not make that comparison. But, like, just saying, like, as far as getting him involved, it, it opened up for other guys as well. And sure. getting those other tight ends involved, too, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, because what, what I was trying to say, when we got Calvin, you know, you look at his situation It's like alright When is Calvin not covered Or what is he, when is he covered Never Because if there's one guy on him He's still open And there's two guys on him Guess what Calvin's open Yeah <laughs> Cause he can just put the ball up And he's gonna get it right. And there's three guys on them. Guess what Calvin's still open So times, you could pretty yeah. much You could pretty much Throw to Calvin Damn near You know Whenever you need to throw the ball to And not really focus on the other guys You know But now that Calvin was gone When, they, when Calvin retired Now I was like alright Now we get to spread the ball out you know, now really, I don't have to throw it to a guy if he's double covered. Let me just go into somebody else and look at somebody else. You know, right? Because when Calvin was double covered, he was still open. Yeah. That, that was a great right. thing about Calvin. Yeah, you know,
3: he was man. He was he was so fun to watch, man. He was a different kind, dude. Calvin Johnson. Yes. You know, I know Especially. I know. Malcolm's Barry's like the guy that got you into lines football, like Calvin and stuff. Or those are the guys for me. Like that me got me too. into line football. And same thing with Piers, Like those are the guys that got us to the Lions football like really created my fandom for the team.
1: Yeah. I mean those guys that, those were my childhood man that was fun watching those two guys play man that was that was really fun
3: yeah I go back all the time like especially when the off season like I love watching old highlights of Calvin and Stafford like just connect or even I, I loved love Tate too so I watch those two all the time like some just old highlights from like they're not that old but like you know 2016 2015 2014 those years with the with those teams all right um is that a wrap. Nice yeah alright guys hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of us talking some playoff scenarios and this Carolina Panthers game are we good to officially bury this game and never
2: talk about this game ever again What cool with that
1: yes cool with that
2: as long as this shit doesn't ever come up oh, again yeah, I great. mean like like, like <laughs> if they do this shit next week this, this uh, no, no bad juju yeah. but yeah, hap- yeah we're bringing this shit right back up but hopefully hopefully this is it. We to talk about this no more. And yeah, it's, it's, it's done. Hopefully, it's buried.
3: All right. Buried. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We will be previewing the Chicago Bears in a couple days, so stay tuned for that. That'll be on your guys' feed probably on Friday. So look for it on Friday, and then we'll be live on twitter we're trying something different we're doing a live stream on twitter but if you guys follow us on twitter you should be able to find the stream we tried it out for the first time last game versus the panthers we're gonna do it again this sunday an hour before the game where we talk about the inactives and everything about the game and then we'll be live right on twitter spaces like we've been doing all year right after the game so come join us then and that's all i got for you guys now i'm out guys
1: peace hope you guys all had a great christmas all right guys hope you guys all had a great christmas and i'll see you guys later i'm out peace
2: All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.